Hello and welcome to the More to Life podcast. I am your host, Elle Mace, and today we are joined by Adele Johnston. Hi, Adele. Hey, how are you? Very well, thank you. And yourself? Really good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. So if you could just do us a little intro about who you are, what you do, and just give us an idea of what goes on in your world. Yeah. Okay. So I'm Adele Johnston, otherwise known as the menopause coach over social media and different platforms. Um, If you want to check out anything that I'm doing there, you can just pop into Google Adele Johnston, the menopause coach, and it will come up with all the platforms that I'm active on, like TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. (laughs) We've got a bit for everyone there. Um, I also run a really successful podcast called The Menopause Coach. And in that podcast, we literally talk about the black and white of everything with women's health, happiness, and basically around raising your vibrational confidence levels. So definitely check that out if you would like to. It's not all about menopause. It's about the key elements of how we can run a really happy, successful life. Oh, amazing. And it all links, doesn't it? Like, it's really hard to do that if you're someone struggling during the menopause or all the other health kind of things that we have to get through as women in our lives. Um, Amazing. So I know, because I've spoken with you before, we've worked together before, but I know that there is a kind of reason why you are, um, you know, like uh, specifically a menopause coach. So would you just talk us through your journey kind of like from the start? So as a young child and then like sort of what, what's been your journey so far? Yeah. So my journey to where I am now, I will be 40 this August. Oh, big party you did for your birthday. Year, completely big year. We're actually, um, we've got quite a lot. So I live for living. Okay. Yes. And I know that that's a bit of a cliche because people are like, oh, she's one of those. But I really live for experiencing life. Yeah. So, you know, the, the designer handbags and shoes are not my thing. No, agree. But I love to go out and experience countries cultures foods all of the things and just get a bit crazy go back into my youth and be like yeah I'm going to jump off that rock into the sea <laughs> yeah I love that yeah amazing. so I might even throw the boat out this year Ellen go for a tattoo my very first tattoo on my 40th year you never know <laughs> I absolutely think you should do it don't talk to me about tattoos because I will encourage you to get too many I have too many but that yeah. is an amazing idea. I love I that. Know, right. So we're just gonna gonna live at large and just enjoy it. Um, so we've got a few different trips booked up and um my husband and I, well, we've got Florida with the kids. Oh I know, I'm I'm a bit of a Mickey Mouse fan and I don't feel ashamed for admitting that. Oh. And then Sean and I, my husband and I, we're gonna head off to New York at the end of the year because there's a, an amazing opportunity to bring business into it as well so um being invited to do a women's wellness event over in New York and thought amazing I've always wanted to see the tree at Christmas time so yeah we've got a lot planned so it's going to be an amazing year that will be absolutely amazing I love New York I went um when it was Thanksgiving like about five six years ago and it was so magical yeah I bet right but we've been It's been, um, July was the first year that we went and then we went back a few years later in the June. So I've seen it and felt it in the heightest of the summer, but never in the winter. So I'm super excited Mm -hmm. for that. Amazing. So that's coming up. So yeah, to just go back. So what, you're 40 this year. And what's what's happened up to date? So I would say then, 
childhood wise you know there's there's not much I suppose that I can bring into that other than had a very very happy childhood and actually part of the influence then that you could say because we know that our guardian or parental influence has a really big impact on who we then become in our adult years Mm. and how we then face into life and live it and I grew up then with my brother my younger brother my mum and my dad there was the four of us Um, And my mum was a female bodybuilder, which was really not that heard of when, you know, you think about bodybuilders back then, it was mostly men. So she was a huge inspiration and influence around the fact that women could actually be powerful, (laughs) and this is the feminist in me, Mm. um, you know, and be absolutely way more powerful than what our males in our life could be. And I witnessed her going through really challenging times. Um, She actually divorced my dad when I was 13, which was a really big thing to do. And again, that wasn't that common that husbands and wives were getting divorced when that was, you know, when that happened basically at that time. So yeah, mum was a real big kind of powerhouse female. She competed in her bodybuilding and won Miss Scotland. She placed third in Britain. And it was just insane to watch her go through her journey. I used to go to the gym and train with her. So from 11 years old, I was in uh, a really kind of what we would call like grassroots style gym. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there was no windows in the winter. There was ice on all the bars. It was just not like modern gyms today. I can imagine freezing. You have to wear like five layers. Yeah, exactly. And gloves. And I remember one of the evenings was pose down night. And all the guys and the girls would strip down into their tiny little, you know, <laughs> G-string <laughs> like trousers, pants and things to do their posing. So I was just exposed to that from a really young age. And I started to get really fascinated with the just the human form and the human body and how we could actually do a lot with it. It's, it's a proper gift. So that had a big influence for sure, because not only then did my brother go on to be a chef, I went on to become a nutritionist. So there's been that influence in where we are. Um, And as we kind of fast forward, I was the first in my family to go to university and I traveled for a bit with that, which gave me the culture and world bug, Mm. experiencing life. Um, and then I would say that from there, I started to kind of hunker down a bit into a corporate career. You know, it's that whole thing of this is just what you do, right? You go to uni, yeah. you get the job, you climb the career ladder. And as a female, you eventually want to try and blast through that glass ceiling. So that was always my goal was to be the rebel female, break down the glass ceiling and, and you know, sit on the board of some big organization. That yeah. was it. That was my goals. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm really intrigued to see like what happens later. Like, A, did it happen? And B, when, if and when? How did you feel? But anyway, carry on. Yeah. So I navigated through that stage of life. I was always the kind of confident young, you know, corporate woman that would be like, yes, I'll take that project on. Yes, I'll do that thing. And and I actually worked for a really large blue chip organization um, called, well, Sky, Sky Television. So mm. for us in the UK, we... We know them as the kind of big privately owned TV giant. Mm. Um, And I worked with the CEO and the board of directors and executives that sat within there. So, you know, I was kind of at that level and working to that level, which was amazing. 
Um, and then lots changed. So I actually got made redundant from that role. That was in 2016. And that was my first opportunity. Now, this is quite sad to say it, but this was the first opportunity that I'd ever had to step back from, you know, crazy ass life. I'd had my twin girls in 2010. So they were just coming up for being six when I got made redundant. And I would say that from there, there was this huge big shift in who I was at that point. Um, I had a little bit, well, because it was a payout, I'd been there for 13 years. I had a mm -hmm. bit of money sat in the bank and I just remember driving along this beautiful country road where I live, the windows down, music on, sun shining, and just thinking, oh my God, like, is this what it's like to actually feel happy? I'd never felt that before. It was almost like this massive surge of serotonin just completely took over my entire body. And I was vibrating from head to toe driving along this road. That freedom. Yes. And mm -hmm. that was it for me then. I always used to think when people would say, you know, what what does life mean to you? What do you want from life? I used to be like, well, I don't know. How do, how do you answer that question? Mm. You know, I've been to uni. I've got the job. But actually, I didn't have the happiness and I didn't have the freedom. So that was initially that whole awakening moment for me where I just thought, this is it. This is what I have to have more of. I have to experience more of this. Yeah. And it was kind of coming off that corporate saddle for a while that gave me that insight that actually Monday through Friday, I would show up to work. And then sometimes Friday night, still be doing the work. And then Sunday evening, I'd still be doing the work because I'd be checking the calendar and seeing what's coming up. So this is a bit of a sad point, but it's really poignant, actually, because I think a lot of mums will resonate. But I used to nickname myself the bed, sorry, the, the bath bottle bed mum, because I would pick the girls up from nursery, the private nursery that we put them into. Yeah which cost the same as what I was getting paid every month for working. So yeah. you know, it's that whole I'm paying to pay, I'm, I'm working to pay for them to be in childcare. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, they would get home. They would be tired. I would be tired. I'd get them bathed. Sean and I would get them fed and we would just put them in their jammies and put them to bed. Yeah. And that was five days a week. And it makes me so sad now to think yeah. that there was like a good year of that where it was just bath, bottle, bed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, live for the weekend where you're then exhausted. So I knew at that point that's not what I wanted. And this this does get happier, I promise you. <laughs> so as we started to kind of navigate through that time, I got a taste for what freedom and kind of having a bit of money in the bank felt like. Um, and I actually opened my very first business then. In 2016. 2017. 17, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was a game lifestyle, which was my nutrition coaching. And I coached people, you know, just anybody. I worked with males who were boxers. I worked with a lot of females who wanted fat loss. I worked with women who really just needed to understand their bodies better. And again, I think that that's the rite of passage point where I had to figure out, well, who was I as this coach? Who did I like working with? Who did I get really lit up from supporting? 
I then had a, an apparel brand that was part of that called A Game Apparel. And it was brilliant. It just, it was going really, really well. But what I recognized was it wasn't a scalable business and it wasn't going to give me the freedom I needed because I'd basically swapped the corporate office for cons con like consistently just having to pack all this clothing stuff, which was, we give gratitude for the orders and post out. So I was that person at the post office everybody hated because she oh, had yes. a massive bag of stuff. Yeah. And I just thought, I I just don't see myself having this physical product business that relies on me having to then pack all the orders and get out. So I actually, I didn't shut it down as such. I just basically made no, like none of the apparel line available and said it was all sold out. Mm. still got some of it in my garage oh, wow. <laughs> yeah I just kind of did that whole ostrich moment of this is just not what I want so switch <laughs> that off and walk away <laughs> yeah that's, like, it's so, if something doesn't feel aligned though sometimes that is the option don't dwell too much just right that's it done exactly it was almost an emotional detachment from it to then say look I've not failed at it I've learned a lot from it it's still my brand I'd trademarked it and you know I've got other brands that get in touch now to say look could we use the logo we'll you know we'll pay your percentage of what we sell so mm -hmm. you know all these things normally bring additional benefits that can come yeah. and opportunities that can come um so that got me to that point I actually then went into private consultancy for a while because we needed money mm. yeah it was that whole point of right I'm gonna have to go back to doing what I built up my reputation for in corporate and I consulted. So I consulted for BBC Scotland um, for a while. And then I went back into corporate. And this is the massive like changing point. Mm. So being my own boss as a consultant was amazing. Mm. But then an opportunity came along for me to be employed again. Mm. And the stability of employment felt yeah. needed at that time. Okay, young family, my husband's job was a bit rocky and we just thought you know what it'd be absolutely ridiculous of me not to go for this opportunity so I went for it I got the opportunity and I was employed again and I remember that transition of going back into employment was mm. really difficult oh I can imagine right? yeah like walking through the security doors I was in banking at this point now so financial services um sitting in the open plan office now if there were was ever a moment in my life when I realized I'm not meant to be here doing this it was this moment yeah so I'd maybe been there for a good few weeks we'll see yeah. a month at least yeah open plan office and everybody was just sat at their desks tinkering away on the keyboard you could just hear like the tinkering of fingers on the keyboards the clicking of my like the mice and then a little bit of chatter but not an awful lot and I just remember lifting my head looking round the room it was a huge room there must have been about 80 people on this floor and thinking I'm not meant to be here mm. like this is this is not life look at them all they're like and I, I wrote about this in my co-authored book, My Dad Thinks I'm a Fairy. And it states in there, I say, like, like 
monkeys. I know this sounds yeah. awful, but it's like little yeah. monkeys that are basically getting rewarded for things if they do the thing. And I just yeah. thought, I am not one of these people. I'm not a machine that just sits here and does this. I've got so much more purpose path to mm. fulfill that this is not allowing me to do. Mm. Yeah. And I just wanted to grab my bag and go. And I, I couldn't because we needed the money. Yeah, and once that seed is planted, you can't ignore it, can you? Like once you've actually had that realization of like, okay, maybe this isn't right. I felt like it's so hard to ignore that. Hundred percent, it was. It was really. It was almost like right. This was the the tough part because at that time I was not as emotionally intelligent as I am now. Mm. I worked really hard for years on my own emotions, on my energy levels and my what we would refer to as that energetic inner mm. right I've worked really hard on that um and what I found really challenging was being able to really name those emotions that I was feeling because everything just came out as resentment mm. I don't want to be here I don't want to do this yeah I, I just don't want to be doing any of this it's just it felt yeah. like bullshit it really did and you would leave the corporate space and I, I would end up where I used to park the car because I was based in Edinburgh. I would park it and I would have about a 20 minute walk back to the car. And on that 20 minute walk, it was such a beautiful decompress. Yeah, I would take off my high heels. I would put on my little slipper toms, comfortable yeah. toms to walk to the car. Yeah. And I would just decompress on that route. And I actually used to keep makeup wipes in the car because I used to show up as one version of Adele to the corporate yeah. office. Yeah, polished, always with a bright lipstick on. I would get <laughs> into the car and I would remove the lipstick. Yeah. I would take out the earrings. I would unclip my bra because I'd be like, this oh. thing has been just hellish. Oh, I love that. Right? I would be yeah. like, I am me now. I feel like me now. And I would put on a podcast or some form of something that would just calm my nervous system for the drive back home which was always about half an hour to 40 minutes depending on traffic yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I think like it's you can only live out of an alignment in for so long when you can only not not obviously it's not like necessarily faking it but like if it doesn't feel true to you yeah. and you are having to put on a bit of a persona or a bit of a different person you can only do it for so long before it mentally and physically makes you feel ill definitely definitely now probably from that point to where I am now there was a few turning moments few pointers um I actually got made redundant from that role as mm. well now at this point I was not thinking that I was the common denominator <laughs> but equally the type of human design that I am and the type of person that I am I will not sit quiet when something doesn't sit right with me. Mm -hmm. So I had <laughs> a very male-driven environment that I was in. All my upline was men. And I actually had a bit of a clash and a set to with my head of. Um, and in a in a one-to-one one -one session with him, this was like, it just makes me ick now to think that this is what happened. But there's a powerful part to this story. So in a one-to-one -one session with him, he booked this meeting room that they used to call the Goldfish Bowl because it was literally a room made from all the walls were glass. Yeah. Right? So it's like everybody could see in and you could see everybody. Your facial expressions, people walk by like that. Meeting's not going so well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
And I definitely hold my facial expressions are what I feel you see. Yes. That meeting didn't go very well. (laughs) And I was actually told, Adele, I just want you to sit on your hands for the next six months and do as you're told. Oh, oh, I know. I was just like, so I stood up and I literally probably from watching it from the outside, they'd all be like, oh, my God, what is she doing? But I actually just said to him, this is not time and place for having this conversation. We will book another time in another meeting room and finish it then and left yeah. the room. Yeah. As I thought, I'm going to say something or do something that is. Oh my God, do yes. <laughs> <laughs> so left the room, went to my desk. I think his facial expression said more than mine. But I actually then, I organized a meeting with him. I didn't let him take control. So I respect myself far too much to sit on my hands for six months and be told what to do yeah I called him into and I booked an executive office on the top floor Mm. and I arrived 10 minutes early so that I could be there first so when he came in I invited him to take a seat Mm. and then I just asked the question outright to say do you want me to resign from this post Mm. and I think the whole purpose in that was not about who has the level of authority yeah, it was who my own self-respect. Yeah. And I wasn't willing for anybody, let alone a man, to mm. have any type of pressure or hold over where I was because at the end of the day, the choice was always mine to show up there every day. Yeah. So taking back my power felt amazing. Yeah. A few months later, I was made redundant. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, sometimes you've got to you've got to choose, right? But I knew that this was a possible outcome. I knew that I'd literally sealed my fate that day, but it was so important to me that I have my own self-respect and I wasn't willing to let that be six months of sitting on my hands, being told what to do. I was in a senior management position. This wasn't, you know, and regardless of whatever position we are in, Mm. we always get to choose. Okay. We're not there to be subdued or pressured. So Mm. that again was a huge turning point for me. Um, and basically what happened from, from that point, I'd been headhunted at the time I was being made redundant for another company. So it was great. I just kind of transitioned into yeah. another role. Um, everything was going great. But at that point, for a few years prior, I'd started to notice changes mm. in my own body. Things, mm. things just felt different. Yeah, yeah. I was becoming really, really emotional. I wasn't sleeping great. Yeah. Um, had a lot of vaginal changes so Mm -hmm. dryness soreness discharge smelliness there was a lot of things that just were not normal yeah and even the simplest of things like being asked to pull together some um like reporting accountant like reporting basically on what we needed to do I would sit and stare at a blank spreadsheet and think I don't even know how to start this Mm. yeah Things that would be easy before became very difficult. So I actually started to lose a lot of confidence Mm. in myself and who I was. Became very teary and emotional over things that would never have been before. So through that whole new role, I started it in the January. It would have been 2021. Yeah, the January 21. And obviously we'd gone through the whole lockdown, working from home, which was a bit of a blessing. Um, it meant that I could actually do more with my own passion piece from yeah. home. 
so in the January took this new role on knew that I wasn't actually really destined to stay there forever but again didn't know what my purpose was at that time yeah and went into a good few months of feeling really horrendous so I actually during that time of employment I actually got confirmation that it was early perimenopause Mm. I'd known from I was 35 I was 36 around about this time and I actually started HRT when I was 37 okay yeah yeah I resigned from that corporate position which I was actually really quite enjoying Mm. and was definitely set to go places within that company Mm. um but I resigned from it because I asked for some support whilst I was navigating my menopause symptoms Mm. what I asked for was six weeks of reduced hours on a temporary basis so that I could get my HRT sorted and and then pick back up the full time yeah Um, and unfortunately that wasn't something that they could afford for me Mm. unless I took a demotion okay yeah really sad Mm. yeah yeah as you're talking I know so many women who say to me I'm perimenopausal I'm going for the menopause and my work especially in male environments um workplaces and they're saying that it's just zero support no one understands exactly yeah exactly and the tough thing is Elle as well is that we're probably that the stats say 900,000 women have resigned in the UK from their positions because of menopause it's a lot higher than that now right and they say one in ten will resign because of menopause but it's a lot higher than that we just don't have the data of reporting because so many women will not even know that what they're experiencing is perimenopause or menopause symptoms and we hear horrendous stories of women being dismissed because of their capability of their skill set changing you know of showing up late or missing meetings and it's not through choice right it's all of these things start happening so the the stats are a lot greater than they actually are if that makes sense um so I did resign from that position now it was not an easy decision to make I was really unwell I really mentally and physically was really unwell with my menopause symptoms and I was up um my family and I Sean the kids and I had taken a trip up to the north of Scotland to a lovely secluded cottage in the forest and it was just complete grounding and detachment there's no wi-fi there's no phone signal like if you wanted to do it you had to drive for 10 minutes to the nearest village to pick up some kind of like 4g Mm. it wasn't easy for us to then get back on the grid Mm. but you could if you wanted it we just chose not to so that whole immersion over that weekend i remember just chatting it through with my husband who has been a massive support in all of this and he sat up we were both lying back on these like sun loungers the height of the sun and he just sat up and he said to me Adele you need to resign you're made for more than this Mm -hmm. and it just was like as soon as he said it I was like holy shit yes (laughs) yes so I made a pack there and then and said if I go into work on Monday and their answer is anything other than Adele we are here to support you what do you need yeah I will resign there and then yeah and I did and And it was sit on your hands for six months (laughs) and that was and that for me was just this moment of right 
you know, at the at the time, my business was very much now what I see as a sideline hobby. Yes. The yeah. clients that I was working with, I gave them everything. Mm. But it meant that I could I was only working evenings and weekends. Yes. Clients. I was earning thirteen hundred pounds a month mm. from my business, which did not even touch the corporate salary that I was bringing in. So it was a really big risk decision that my husband and I made together to say, just walk away from it and we'll just make it work. Yeah. Right. If we have to contact the mortgage company and get like a, a stop put on the mortgage, if we have to, you know, maybe ask our family to support with some grocery shopping for a while, mm. we'll do it. If we have to sell a car, we'll do it. If we have to sell yeah. a house, yes. we'll do it, right? And that for us was like that whole piece of, do you know what? That is all just material stuff. Yeah. We can make this work on Sean's wage alone. But yeah. yeah. We have the current lifestyle we have and that's okay. Yeah. And do you know what happened? Yeah. My business excelled so vastly that within yeah. 10 months, I'd hit six figures. Wow. For me, was all about, I'm all in. I'm so committed yeah I found my purpose and my passion and I now know where I'm going and it wow. will be two years on the 25th of, Jan of June June this year that I'll have been self-employed oh wow gosh yes it's been a it's been a very fast for you then like that's literally short of two years and you've been even that successful that's amazing but then I know now that this is where I'm meant to be. It doesn't yeah. feel like it's not a job. Yes, sometimes it's work, right? I still have to show up and do, <laughs> do the crappy things like the accountancy and <laughs> the bits oh. I really don't enjoy. Yes, yeah. Oh, it's like eating that frog when it comes to like accountancy day. And I'm just like, oh, I need to do a breath work before I do this and light a candle and tell myself that this is love. And, and then, yeah, we'll get it done. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. For me, it's the administration. I yeah. literally will be like, oh, is there anyone that is better that I can pass this on to? Because you do end up having to do everything, don't you? You're trained in, in I don't you know, whatever it is, like disordered eating or the menopause, but then you actually end up being like everything, the IT, the HR, the legal, um, until you can get to a place where obviously you can pass that on. But that's amazing. You must just feel so like in alignment now. So in alignment, it's, it's it's ridiculously it's ridiculously like the energy the vibration the connection the like the piece to self when I said that at the time I wasn't as emotionally intelligent as I am now I didn't have the capability or capacity to understand what that even meant but in taking my own journey and I'm huge, you know this as well, but I'm huge on self-cares. It's a non-negotiable every single day. Yes. And I started my day this morning, I gifted myself a lie-in because my, my my diary allowed for it, but equally because I had such a disrupted sleep last night. I woke. Um, one of the, the symptoms that I still suffer from in my menopause is that I can have a lot of anxiety that will overwhelm me at the most ridiculous times mm, yeah. I did not feel anxious at all mm. by the time I got into bed my husband's away on business at the moment so it's just me and the girls and I start to then have these really irrational thoughts of what if someone tries to break in well, oh, yeah. not here 
they're going to get to the girls' room before they get to mine. Oh, Maybe so, I should go, yeah. and go into the spare room so that I'm yeah. the first room they come into. So all these things go through my head when I'm probably overtired. Yes. Solo parenting, running the house, running the business. Yeah, doing the laundry so the girls have got fresh pants. <laughs> It's the overtired, isn't it? And I think that is such a catalyst for anyone that experiences any sort of like health conditions. Like you can almost pinpoint that it's going to flare up when you're tired. Like for eating disorders, body dysmorphia, if you're tired, yes. like it's going to be loud. Oh my God. And you can't, you're, you're so rational with it that nothing that you can do other than the, the best thing. So I'm a massive advocate of practicing what I preach and preach preaching what I practice. Mm, yeah. I ended up gifting myself a breathwork session and reaffirming. So those affirmations of I am safe. We are safe. The house is locked. Yeah. No one can get in. We have beautiful neighbors nearby that will hear me scream. So, you know, it's all these things where it's like, I'm fine. I'm safe. Everything's locked. And reaffirming that settled me enough to get sleep. But yeah. I woke this morning feeling very jaded. So I afforded a little bit extra time just resting in bed. And then when I woke up, I did a really deep, um, deep, proper breath meditation. Mm, yeah. And I started client work and it felt really abundant. Yeah. And you come at it from such a different place, don't you? Rather yeah. than tired because your mindset you want to go into your client calls as in like I can't wait for this client call as opposed to just get through this and then maybe have a little lie down or you know you have to put yourself first and I guess as well with with, with your clients with nutrition and, and menopause and, and, and all of that it very much is encouraging them to also take yeah. that self-care like if you're going through menopause self-care is like number one massive it's massive and this is where when I designed out the reclamation formula, there's three steps to this. Okay. And purposefully the three steps, because the human brain can retain three pieces of information quite easily in one go. Okay. If we yeah. have five steps or six steps, it's too overwhelming. So the three steps, nutrition is one of them. Of mm -hmm. course it is right. We want to nurture our yeah. body and our being lifestyle is a second part to it. Mm. where we get to really show up in are we living our best life mm. not about just doing the exercise it's about well what are the other things that we can do that really stand in your truth yeah yeah that purpose pathway and being a, an educated and trained positive psychology coach that's yeah. positive psychology is in the lifestyle pillar and then the third one is mind and yeah. this is probably really relevant to what we've talked about because our mind and our mindset are hugely important. Our brain controls our body, our thoughts, our emotions, our hormones, everything. 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 It signals. You know, when we have a menstrual bleed, the we bleed from not bleed from the brain. That's yes. Weird, but we are signaled. Our ovaries are signaled from the brain, and the brain controls it. The brain is like, right, it's time to have your menstrual bleed. So off yeah. we go, and away the ovaries go, and and we bleed. So, yeah. We have to work on our mindset and our mind pillar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I say, and I say this all the time, but me getting over my 17 years of eating disorder, I would put most of that down to, to my mindset and my mind and my programming mm -hmm. as opposed to, which is different for everyone, but as opposed to the kind of like tra trauma trauma work and the, and, and the counselling, it's very much 
like changing the way I think all the time yes and we have to show up for ourselves every single day and you know what it's not in that false or toxic positivity sense it's more about how do I feel today yeah there's a beautiful body scan that I do with my ladies oh and anybody can do this there's a very quick version of it where I would encourage you just to either be seated or standing with your feet planted so the soles of your feet are firmly on the ground no Mm. cross-legged firmly on the ground and you want to start at the underneath of your soles of your feet and you want to just ask yourself the question focusing on the soles of my feet what do I feel right now Mm. and then we just walk up over so we visualize this coming up and over our feet and spiraling then around our calf muscles up around our quads our bum our belly all the way up to our head and we ask ourselves the same question what do I feel in this space and if we notice that we've got tension or an ache or a pain or actually oh my heart feels really full like I feel really happy yeah we get to name where we are and that gives us a really really beautiful 30 second moment of connection to self yeah amazing that sounds lovely I think I need that today yeah (laughs) amazing oh thank you so much your journey is gonna seriously inspire so many people and also I feel like we could talk forever a bit more about menopause so maybe we'll have to another one very much on menopause but if people have questions they they know where to find you your your Instagram your I'll drop it in the show notes but what's your Instagram again Coach. Perfect. It'll all be in the show notes as well. But thank you so much. You've been such a pleasure to chat to. No, you're super welcome. I love it. Nobody has ever asked me to take my story as far back as that. So it's vegan when you actually get to relive it because we don't spend enough time. I think it's fascinating. Every time I'm people watching, I don't think what they're doing right now. I think what 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 happened when they were young. Even if it's all positive, like what is their journey? I love it. Yeah. Where have you been? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah and thank you so much have a lovely day you're super welcome bye